I wonder if anybody come to get something from the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew, the 24th chapter and the third verse. It says, As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Everybody say, don't be deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences, that's COVIDs, and earthquakes in different places, diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall, here it goes again, deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And it said that there would be many false prophets that would arise and deceive many. And it said, many shall come in my name saying, I'm Christ. And shall deceive many. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title. Be not deceived. Amen. Set your Bibles down. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you Lord for your blessings tonight. Come on. Why don't you just cry out to the Lord. Help me tonight Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, we're in an important time right now. Hallelujah. Why don't everybody lift your hands and just ask God to speak to us. God, touch our heart. Instruct us. Show us, God. Lead us. Be a friend to us, God. Help us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Man, thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach to everybody. Say, be not deceived. Amen. I want to talk to this church personally and talk to the church as a whole about, about the end times. And amen. And nobody knows when it is. And but the Bible teaches us that we must occupy. Until he returns. Amen. Let me give you some wisdom. You need to occupy until God returns. Amen. That means you get up every day and you go to work and you make a living. You witness. You teach Bible studies. You go to church. You pray every day. You worship when it's worship time. You amen when it's preaching time. You invite people to church. You do everything you can do 
for the kingdom of God because God's coming back. Amen. And when he comes back, he's going to start looking at the talents that he's given people. When he comes back, he's going to start saying, what, what, what did I get back for what I gave you? Amen. There, there's no excuse to, for anybody to not be doing something for God. Well, praise God. Amen. Because you're not a five talent, if you think you're not, I don't know who is and who ain't. It don't really matter, but we sometimes use that as an excuse in our flesh to not do something for God, saying somebody else is more qualified to teach the Bible study. Somebody else can go pick somebody up for church. Somebody else could do it. Somebody else can go pray at the church. Somebody else can fast. Somebody else can go to the Bible reader's banquet. Boy, it's getting quiet already. Amen. Let me tell you, God's going to come back, and I want him to come back and find Calvary working for him. I don't want him to find us asleep. I don't want him to find us lazy. I don't want him to find us as slothful, unuseful servants. But I want him to say, that's my people right there. Uh, amen. That is a working. Well, praise God. Amen. Everybody say occupy. Amen. We got to be about our father's business. But while we're doing that, we've got to live ready to meet the Lord at all times. Amen, it's what I call being on call. Amen, some people have jobs where they get off work, but they're still on call, which means they're ready to go back to work anytime they have to. Amen, we have to do the Lord's work, but we got to keep our spirit right. Keep our attitude right. Keep a prayer life. And, amen, keep harmony in the home. Keep peace in the home, and peace with the children, peace with the wife, peace with the husband, peace with the other members of the church, and peace with our clients, peace with our boss, peace at Walmart, love people everywhere you go. Amen. Praise God. I still like what my pastor taught me. I love everybody. And everybody loves me. And if anybody's gossiping and there's anything different being said, don't tell me about it. Just let me believe everybody loves me. Well, I think you ought to adopt that spirit right now. I don't want the latest and greatest and juiciest gossip. I just want to make it to heaven. I want my... Oh, I want my spirit right. I want my heart right. I want my attitude right. Amen. To be on call, to be ready for the rapture, it means you got to have an altar in your life. It means every day of your life, you're going to have to put the flesh on the altar because the flesh will destroy you. The flesh will tell you everybody hates you. The flesh will tell you you don't belong in the church. 
The flesh will tell you you're a one talent. Nobody likes you. You can't contribute anything. But the devil and the flesh are both liars. I'm telling you, God sets the members of the church and God don't make accidents. I said, there's no accidents in living for God. He brought you to the church and filled you with the Holy Ghost on purpose. Everybody say, I'm here on purpose. I'm here with a purpose, with God's purpose. You know what you need to do? You just need to get in the realm of the spirit where you can find that purpose every day of your life. You need to make a liar out of the devil that says you can't live it. He's a liar. I've got purpose or I wouldn't even be here. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He said in the end times there would be, you would hear of wars and rumors of wars. Man, are we not living in that era? My Lord. Seems like where there's so much tension. And the only thing I can explain it feels like is uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago when I went to Israel and I was in the old city of Jerusalem and you've got um, a Christian quarter and a Jewish quarter and a Muslim quarter. It's, it's a total joke. The United Nations has split it all up, but you can just walk walk through it and you just feel hostilities. It feels like war is about to break out right there. Like everybody hates everybody. Amen. That's the world that we're living in is that everybody hates everybody. Amen. You know what? I, I got the solution. Everybody needs to just try this Holy Ghost for a little bit. I said if they would just try this Holy Ghost... Hallelujah. He said there would be wars and rumors of war. Amen. There's a war going on right now, and people don't want to do this. Afraid there'll be more war. And people are scared, and, and I'm not. Because I've got the Bible, because the Bible said, be not troubled. When you hear all this stuff, don't be troubled. For these things must come to pass. You know what the Bible's trying to tell us? God's in control of this world. It don't matter what the flag is, God's in control. It don't matter what side of the planet, God has got the king's heart in his hand and he turns it like the river of water whithersoever he wants to. He said when you hear all this stuff, don't get stressed out. He's, God's saying, I've got to let all this happen. Praise God. World events are not to trouble the church. It ought to make you aware. It ought to make you say, I want to pray more. It ought to make you say, I want to forgive more. 
Amen. I, but it should not trouble you. Amen. Everybody say this stuff has got to happen. The Bible said there would be nation against nation. Amen. This word is ethnos, which means ethnicity, which means everybody would hate people just because of what your skin looked like. God, don't let it be in the church. You know what we got in our nation, in our world, in our United States of America? We got ethnicity against ethnicity. We've got politicians dividing white from brown, from black, from red. Oh, yeah, the Bible said that is a sign of the end time. Not only would that happen, but there'd be kingdom against kingdom. That's talking about country against country. Amen. But none of this should make you lay awake at night worried to death. Because God has got his hand on the valve. God help us tonight. Did you know the church, when you get hooked up to God's church, you're connected to a different even economy? Tell me who has grocery stores like the church has. Praise God. Where God's all, all he's got to do is tell a raven to pick up a filet mignon. Fly it over to your house. And drop a loaf of bread. Hey, I come to build faith in this church. We don't know what we're going to face before this is over. But you better get full of the Holy Ghost. And you better have faith that Oh, I feel like preaching to the church. Uh, amen. Don't, don't, don't get confident in your money. Don't get confident in your bank account. Don't get confident in your retirement. Because uh, money can go to zero in a moment. Uh, and the only thing that's going to count is whether God uh, is happy with your life uh, or he's not happy. Uh, he can bless you uh, or he can curse you. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm planning on being blessed to the Lord. I'm planning on living in Goshen. I'm not going to live in Egypt where the darkness is. Well, can I preach to the church a little while? Man, God divided the children of Israel when they were in Egypt. They put them in a land called Goshen. Amen. They experienced a couple plagues, but it come to a point to where they didn't experience any more plagues. Egypt's plagues became Egypt's plagues. Amen. When the lights and the power went off. Praise God. When Intergy's power went off in that neighborhood over there in Egypt. In Goshen, the transformers were still burning. Hey, hey I'm... I'm <laughs> 
I come to preach to this church. We need God more than we need anything else in this world. More than you need a job. More than you need a spouse. More than you need a raise. More than you need a healing. You need the favor of God. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Amen, but none of this stuff ought to keep you awake at night. But the Bible talks about one thing that should trouble you or should concern you. And it's that this, is that you don't become deceived. Praise God. Tell you where the fear and the danger for the church is going to be in the end times is that they would be deceived. Matter of fact, the days will be shortened. It's what the Bible talks about. Amen. Why? So the very elect. Oh, I'm going to preach to this church. What was he worried about? The very elect being deceived. Praise God. We got to get a hold of this. I said we got to get a hold of this. We got to get a hold of this. Let me tell you something. When somebody don't have any power, the only thing they can do is deceive. When nobody has any power over you, their only hope is to deceive you. And we watch a pattern of the enemy of your soul from the beginning of time. He deceived one third of the angels. Can you imagine? Talking one third of the angels out of leaving heaven. I'm telling you, he's good at deceiving. You begin to read how he takes a woman in the beautiful garden and he deceives the woman into eating the forbidden fruit. I'm telling you, he has no power to tie you up and make you sin. The only thing he can do is talk you into it. The only thing he can do is tell you a lie and tell you you would be happier on the outside. You would be happier if you didn't have to go to that church. You would be... I'm telling you, he ain't got any power. All he's got is a lie. And I come to rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, church. It's time to wake up. I said it's time to wake up. Quit listening to the enemy. Amen. Amen. We can't be ignorant of the devil's devices. I said we can't be ignorant of his tricks. What does he want you to do? He wants you to get mad at somebody else or offended by somebody else. Tell you he don't care how he gets you out of the garden. If he makes you partake. He'll get you to partake. If he can get you offended, he'll get you offended. If he can get you to do something you shouldn't do, he'll get you to do it. 
Don't you know he looks at your Facebook feed? Amen. He, he's not a know-it-all like God is. God knows everything. God knows your thoughts. God knows why you're thinking it, but the devil's just watching you. The devil don't have authority to read your mind. All he can do is read your Facebook. And when he knows you're mad at that one, guess what he's going to do? He's going to blow it up bigger. Well, you can't go to church over there. Because you know it's just going to happen again. You know they're just going to talk about you again. You might as well find you a good Catholic church somewhere. Because you know the music will always be loud at that church. You know the preaching will always be loud and you're getting old and your ears are getting sensitive and you know what the doctor told you. You need to be in before it gets dark and you don't need to be out and you know your insulin may mess up and blah, 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 blah. And whatever it takes to get you out of the garden is what he's going to do. I rebuke it in Jesus' name right now. God, let the church get a hold of the horns of the altar and say, there's nothing going to drag me out. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. These last days, we need to pray, God, give us wisdom. God, give us understanding. God, give us knowledge that we would know what to do in every situation. And who, our generation is facing things that Previous generations would say, huh? It's like internet is full of garbage. I mean, if you wanted to look at something, it's just full of garbage. And I've got Instagram on my iPad. I took it completely off my phone. I just glance at it every now and then. If you message me and I don't message you back, call me. Amen. Don't get mad at me. Don't quit church. Just call me. If you don't, if I don't answer, leave a message and don't don't quit. Call again. Amen. I'm telling you, these phones are of the devil. Praise God. About a month ago, I had my phone and my iPad, and my mom texted me, and I seen it on the iPad. My iPad dinged. I looked and my mom had texted me, but it didn't come to my phone. I thought, boy, I about got a whooping right there. If I wouldn't have had that iPad with me, it just, I didn't get the text. Praise God. And y'all are thinking, yeah. Hey, man, if you text me and I don't text back, text me again. Call me. Don't, don't, don't let a bird get under your saddle. I got a feeling if my phone does that, everybody else's phone does that. 
I ain't talking to them. I text them and invite them over, and they didn't even respond. They might not even have got it. Let me tell you how to make sure they got it. When you hear their voice. <laughs> Hello? Hey. Uh, then if they don't show up, then we'll counsel with them later. Praise God. But we're going to face things. I'm telling you, our children are facing things. What I started to say was I, I got on the iPad just for a couple minutes. They had to go home, left the church, just to unwind for a minute to come wind up again. And uh, I just did that for just a minute. And something popped up and somebody was cussing up a storm. And I thought, you lying devil. I just turned it off again. I thought, that's why I ain't got it on my phone. It's like, it's just garbage. It's just where it's in Walmart. It's on your phone. It's 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 in Dollar J. It's ever it's in the restaurant. It's just garbage. We're, we're living in a garbage world. Amen. I'm telling you, you need the altar more today. You need a personal altar more today than we've ever needed before. The world is throwing things at people. And they used to think it was bad back in the 1990s when Al Gore invented the internet. And they had chat rooms. I'm thinking they don't need chat rooms anymore. And they got 50 million ways. I mean, you can't even stop kids from texting each other because if you block one thing, every app, every way, they're like electrical engineers, electronic engineers. I mean, it's just it's the world we're living in. Amen. And the only thing I know to do is pray a double hedge around our babies. Put your hand on them. Touch them. God, help them. To, amen. Well, praise God. God, give us wisdom to know how to handle what comes our way. Amen. I, I was praying today, God, how, how do we keep how do we keep from being deceived? Amen. If, if wars and rumors of war and all this stuff is not what we're supposed to worry about and what we're supposed to worry about, but to make sure is that we're not deceived, I was praying, God, how, how do we make sure we're never deceived? And, and this is what the Lord began to deal with me. First of all, you've got to get a love for the truth that you already know. Well, praise God. I said, you better fall in love with every ounce of truth that you already know. As the Bible said, because they received not a love for the truth, God sent strong delusion. You're talking about mixed up, Nebuchadnezzar. When God mixes you up. Oh, I feel like preaching. Or I feel like reasoning with the church. Don't kick against the pricks. You hear me? You don't want God mad at you. What, what, what does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. If the Bible said repent of your sins, you fall in love with repentance. Oh, yeah. 
Amen. Be very careful how you dissect the preaching of the Word of God. Oh, yes. Be very careful when you start getting a critical spirit and start nitpicking. Well, I'm not sure if it takes all that. He's not. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure that, you know, this or that. Let me tell you, if you ain't sure about something, let me give you some heavenly wisdom right now. You find you an altar. Before you open your mouth and talk to people and get yourself in trouble with God, you open your mouth on this altar and you say, Lord, open my understanding. Well, hallelujah. See, I've seen people come to church, but they never really loved it. It's like it was always just a drudgery. It was always a pain to live the life. Let me tell you what's going to happen if you don't fall in love with it. One of these days, you're going to wake up, and I pray to God I'm not preaching to anybody in this church right now. I'm preaching to the air in Jesus' name. You're going to wake up someday and it ain't going to make sense anymore. Oh yeah. How do you go from being apostolic tongue talking to not even believe in Jesus name baptism except God has sent strong delusion. Hey, you better fall in love with holiness. Not just do it so you can get on the platform, but you better do it because it's in your heart. I don't want you up here if it ain't in your heart. Hey, I'm preaching to the church right now. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. It ain't good enough to just do it. It ain't good enough to just love the other people of God. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. It ain't good enough to just jump down here and get baptized in Jesus' name. You better fall in love with it. Amen. God, don't ever be angry with us. I feel the fear of God in this place right now. I got a lot I would like to preach. I need to preach. I'm about to preach, but I want to pray for just a second. Amen. That God would, amen, allow this word that's being preached right now to get in somebody's spirit. I, I want God to rebuke a critical spirit right now in Jesus' name. Trying to come against the move of God. Hallelujah. 
Come on, prayer warriors, for just a moment, help me pray. Come on. Come on, let your heart fall in love with this word of God. Come on, why don't you pray, God, give me a love for it right now. Oh, I don't want it to be a burden. <laughs> Come on, pray for a moment, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, whatever you got to do to my spirit, whatever you have to do to my heart, God, I, God, I'm a hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And Mahashataramakaya. Hallelujah. Amen. The first thing you got to do to keep from being deceived is you got to make sure you fall in love with truth. Amen. You don't want God angry with you. Amen. Don't get puffed up and arrogant about the things of God amen always stay meek and humble amen about everything to do with living for God be, be humble amen if it's something you don't like be humble amen don't, don't be the one that puts fuel on the fire be the one that helps put out fires there not Holy Ghost fires I'm talking about gossip fires Praise God to validate what I'm talking about. Amen. The Bible talks about talebearers, liars. Amen. Remember when I was in kindergarten, we had this little, this little game that the teacher would make us play, and they'd put us in a circle, and she'd whisper in one ear, and they would have to whisper in the next ear, and the next ear, and the next ear, and the next ear. By the time it came back to the teacher, the story was nothing. Like what she said. Different animal, different color, different day, different everything. Amen. You, you ought to remember what the Bible said. Amen. If you will quit putting wood on a fire, it'll go out. Does that make sense? You think Solomon was pretty sharp? He said if you quit putting wood on a fire, it'll go out. And the same thing is if you'll quit listening to a gossiper. If they call you and say, hey, let me tell you. You say, no, I don't have time. I'm sorry. I love you. Amen. If you get hung up on, don't cry to me. Praise God. Praise God. If somebody hangs up on you. I told them to. You know, if you're gossiping. You don't have to slam it just real gently. Are you there? I'm not there. Praise God. I don't want God mad at me. Man, that's the first key. Man, but there's something that we have to do to keep from being deceived. Is that you got to be knowledgeable about what this Bible says. 
Praise God. Years ago, you know, it was like there, I don't know. Well, I don't even want to say that. I'm just telling you, we've come to a point where the pastor can't be the only one that knows the Bible. Is that politically a correct way to say that? We've come to a point where in order for you to not be deceived, you're going to have to get in this word. And you're going to have to get a hold of it for yourself. The Bible says study to show thyself approved. Well, he was writing that to a preacher. He was writing that to a kid that thought he had a calling on his life. Guess what? We all got a calling on our life. We're all called of God. We all need to be studying the word. I'm telling you, you have got to get this settled in your spirit that God gave a man the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. Put that, put that verse up there. Praise God if you got it. If you don't, don't put it up there. Praise God. Amen. I think Brother Robinson already read this. Jesus said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys. Everybody say the keys. Of the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. You're here because you want to be in the kingdom of heaven. You're not here because you don't have any friends. I don't guess. You're not here because of the meal we're having after church. Because we're not having one. <laughs> You're here for one reason. You are interested in being in the kingdom of God. And not being lost. And when you get it in your spirit that God gave a man the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It don't matter what Joseph Smith says. It don't matter what Jimmy Swagger says. It don't matter what William Branham said. It don't matter what Billy Graham said. It matters what Simon Peter said. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. And when he preached his very first message on the day of Pentecost, it was so convicting. It was so moving. He told them, you killed Jesus. Can you imagine if somebody told you, you crucified the Savior? They were like, oh, me. It was one of them services. He was stepping all over their toes. And at the end of the, the sermon that's like 20 verses long, y'all think, why can't you do that? Because he was a lot smarter than me. It takes me a lot longer to say stuff. But at the end of his message, they asked, 
men and brethren, what shall we do? And let me tell you what he did not say. He did not say repeat and be baptized. All of you. However you flip and want to. That's what they're saying. If you want to go down a slide and into a bucket of water and somebody jump on you, WWF style, they'll do it. If you want to be shot with a water hose, they'll do it. Praise God. But I don't care what they do. I don't care what Billy Sunday taught. Praise God. I don't care what Josephus taught. I care what the man that had the keys to the kingdom taught. I'm trying to help you keep you from ever being deceived. Because the man with the keys to the kingdom said this. When asked the question, repent. Repent. You mean I got to change? Oh yeah, you got to change. Repent and be baptized. Not just some of you, but every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, you can't get baptized in the titles. You can't get shot with a water hose. You can't be dunked by Hulk Hogan. You got to be baptized in Jesus' name. How do you do it? We are buried with him in baptism. That means we don't sprinkle you. We don't drip you. We drown you. We turn you upside down and we bury you in water in Jesus' name. I don't care if 95% of Christianity baptizes in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I'd love to change every one of them. Amen. But they have to explain to me why they do what they do. They've got to explain why they have avoided what the man with the keys to the kingdom said. I'm trying to help keep you from being deceived by the enemy of your soul. God, get it in our spirit. Let me tell you something, church. This isn't just how we do it. I hope you know we're not the flavor of the day and so we do it like this. There's a reason we do it like this and it's called this this is what I tell people that want to argue about Jesus name baptism I tell them I'm not going to argue I'll show you everywhere in the Bible somebody was baptized and I'll show you that they were all baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and if you can find anywhere that they baptized anybody in the title, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I'll let you baptize me that way. 
and I ain't ever. Why do you believe that? Because the man with the keys of the kingdom said so. God, give us a boldness. Give us a boldness. Well, there's two things you can't talk about, politics and religion. Boy, that's dumb. That means everybody's going to go to hell. I'm going to talk about it while I'm checking out at Walmart. I'm going to talk about it at Thanksgiving. I'm going to talk about it at Fourth of July. If I'm alive, I'm going to talk about it. I got a purpose. I'm... I want to see everybody saved. Come on. God help us right now. Man, we got to repent. Praise God. This is what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? That means they're not going to heaven. Are you telling me I'm going to hell? I'm telling you you're not going to heaven. I, I, I don't know what happens after that. I haven't studied hell enough. I'm planning on going to heaven. Amen. But if you're unrighteous, you're not going to heaven. Stay here, go there, do whatever you want. Let me tell you what the Bible says. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards. Yeah, it's hate speech. No, this is gospel speech. Nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. <laughs> but ye are washed but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified by what? By two different things. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. By the Spirit and the name. How do you get the name applied? I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Hey, we ain't going to back up from this gospel. Huh? We're going to move forward. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Come on, why don't you just begin to pray, God, put this deep in my spirit right now. Everybody say it's the name and it's the spirit. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's not another name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Everything that you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I want to baptize everybody in the name of Jesus. 
having Bible study with Thomas. Amen. My friend, I've already baptized him in Jesus' name. Do you know what I'm praying? Prattsville, sweet home, Baptist, whatever. Where he grew up, you know what I'm praying? God, I want to baptize the pastor in Jesus' name. I want to baptize his mama in Jesus' name. His daddy in Jesus' name. His neighbor in Jesus' name. Come on, help me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. My Lord. Help us, God. Help us, God. This one guy said, Amen. I'm going to do what's written in red. I'm not going to listen to nothing else. I'm just going to do what's written in red. And I thought, well, you got a whole lot of faith in those King James translators then. Because <laughs> you weren't there when it was written in red. <laughs> I'd hate to base all my salvation upon a translator. But anyway, he said, I ain't listening to what Simon Peter said. I'm going to do what Jesus said. Jesus said, baptize them in the name of the Father and Son and of the Holy Ghost. I said, well, that's what I do too. Praise God. That's exactly what I do. I baptize them in the name. I don't baptize them in titles. He said, well, you, you can't do that. You, you, you got to do it like Jesus said. I said, I'm doing it like Jesus said. No, you, you, you got to say Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I said, you can't. There ain't no power in the title Father. I'm a father and I got... I ain't got no power. Praise God. He said, you, you got to do it in the name of the Father. That's what Matthew 28, 19 says. I said, well, what does Matthew 28, 18 say? Well, I don't know. Well, let's look it up. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth, not just on earth. But he said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Then he goes on to talk about everything in heaven and earth is going to bow down unto him. Now, the old man that tried to explain the Trinity said, the more you get into it, the more confused you're going to get. And I thought, yeah, that's about right. Because it's made up. Amen. I was just having Bible study with Thomas. I said, if all power in heaven and earth is given unto Jesus, that means if there was a father, he ain't got no power. And if there was a second spirit, which the Bible says there's only one spirit, it wouldn't have no power. And the Bible said... The Godhead is all in him bodily. If it's deity, 
it was in Jesus Christ. If it wasn't in Jesus, it wasn't deity. Praise God. I'm going. I wish it was 745 instead of 845. Lord, help us, Jesus. Do, do you think Jesus taught Nicodemus something different than Peter taught those on the day of Pentecost? You think they were contradictory? No, not at all. Jesus said, except a man is born of the water and of the Spirit. The water and of the Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So it don't matter if you're sitting in a Pentecostal church or a Catholic church or a Baptist church or any Protestant church. I'm running out of time. I'll just say that. And you're not born of the water and of the spirit. I don't care what, what, what membership your name is on, how much ties you pay, how pretty your dress is, how much your suit costs, except you're born again. You will not enter into the kingdom of God. You can't shake my hand and get in. You can't read a sinner's prayer and get in. You can't do it your own little way and get in. You marvel not that I say it unto you. Ye must be born again. Why would we be ashamed of the gospel on our jobs? Why would we be scared to talk about truth at Thanksgiving? Praise God. Well, help me, Jesus. I'm telling you, there are some truths that you better get a hold of. Or you'll be deceived. What are you talking about? I'm talking about someday... When there's a man in downtown Hot Springs and he's got a cane and he throws it down and it turns into a serpent. Oh yeah. And then people begin to gather around and he begins to preach Matthew 28, 19. Praise God. Or you have an angelic appearance in your room. And it tells you, you don't have to have the Holy Ghost. It's getting kind of quiet now. This Bible is right. This Bible said, if an angel, if an angel walked up into your room tonight and told you to be rebaptized in a different way, you better tell him to get lost, bud. I got to tell you a story. Maybe I'll preach the rest of this the next few weeks because I'm not getting very far. Jimmy Swaggart, one time I read, he, he wrote this deal. He had, he had spoken tongues and he was struggling with the Trinity or the oneness whether to be baptized in the titles or in Jesus' name. 
He said, I was trying to figure this out, which way was right. And he said, I laid down in my room, and an angel came in, come to the side of my bed, and told me the Trinity was right. Well, praise God. Let me tell you something, church. In Egypt, they were throwing down their staff, and it was turning into a serpent. I, I don't care if they can heal wounded arms. Hey, I'm telling you, we're, we're, we're in the last days. And we're going to get real plain spoken. I, I don't care if it's a tent revival and they're healing everybody that walks through the tent. If they're not preaching Acts 2.38, you better get out from underneath that tent. Come on, stand together and lift your hands with me right now. Come on, why don't we pray, God, help us in these last days. God, I want to be a soul winner. God, don't let me stumble. Don't let me fall. Come on, don't let me get bitter. Don't let me get turned around on the wrong track, God. Hallelujah. Why don't you join up with somebody right now around you? Amen. This is how I feel like ending this service. Amen. I want you to pray for one another. Amen. The enemy is after everybody in this church. The enemy wants to destroy families and get you mad and upset. Come on. Come on. Come on. The enemy wants to sift you as wheat. Come on. Why don't you pray for your neighbor right now? That their faith would not fail. Come on, that their faith would not fail. Hallelujah. Come on, pray earnestly for somebody around you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, let it settle in my spirit. God, put it deep in our hearts. Love for your word. Love for your house. Love for this gospel. Love for the people of God. Oh, come on, church. Yay, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Come on, I feel a breaking right now. I feel a breaking in the spirit right now. Come on, why don't you pray, God, put it deep in my heart. Come on, give us a love for truth, God. Give us a deeper love for it tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, this is my only fear that we would be deceived. 
God, help our minds. Help our mind, God, help our mind today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, if you, if you got just a moment, I can't end like this. We gotta, why don't we come to this front like one church family? Amen, we're all, we're, we're in this together, church. Amen, you, in the days to come, you're gonna need the people around you more than you could probably have ever imagined. We can't have enemies in the church, huh? Amen. We're, we're what's standing between. Oh, come on. It's your faith may be standing between somebody and a bad decision. Come on. Come as close as you can. I want everybody. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I didn't even have time to preach the oneness of God and holiness and all these things. Come on, why don't you just pray, God, God, why don't you write it in my heart? Will you write it in my heart tonight, God? Write your law in my heart that I would never depart, God, that I would never turn. Come on, you gotta open your heart for him to write it. You gotta open your heart for him to write. Oh.